the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Not a man of God. Just as an old prophet. He is a prophet, no question. But it's interesting that there's a distinction between how the Holy Spirit who writes the verses for us and brings the revelation to us is trying to let us know there's two people. This dude is an old prophet. But this guy is not just a prophet, he's a man of God. Suggesting there's a closeness between this guy and God. Okay? More than this old guy. How many of you know people who they've been in doing things for so long? They kind of, kind of get stale. They keep doing the same thing. They don't want to change. They're dry. They can't shift. They're still trying to recreate something God did a thousand years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So God ignored this guy, gets a younger man to pop in, take care of business in his own turf. Think of it. Just let's be real here. How many of you have experienced maybe at work or something? You are the new kid on the block. You are the new recruit. You are the new employee. You are the new star. And the oldies that, you know, they start looking at you funny, like, you know, but nevertheless, let's move on. <clears throat> Verse, uh, Eleven again. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king. Then in verse 12, their father asked them, which way did he go? And his sons showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for him, they mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he says, I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by what? You must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. This guy has been excellent so far, right? He's been excellent. All righty. Verse 18. The old prophet answered. Everybody said the old prophet answered. I too am a prophet. As you are. That's how I knew this guy was a prophet. I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. Notice what it says in parentheses. He was lying to him. Now, I am so grateful to the Holy Spirit that he put it there. Because you know what? If the Spirit of God did not inspire the writer of the story to put it in the parenthesis that this guy was lying, we could have rationalized that maybe he was testing him. Because you know what? I've done this before and people were really thinking that. Oh, they were just testing him. No, it's there in the text. He was lying. The guy was lying. Now, I want to say this because this is where I think 
Some of us haven't gotten this understanding. I didn't get it many years ago. I got into an argument with a young lady. God bless her heart. I was immature in the Lord. She was trying to tell me about false prophets. At the time, I felt a false prophet was simply somebody who was not a prophet in the first place. She was trying to tell me that, yes, that is part of it. But there are prophets that are truly, truly prophets. And God really called them. But they lie. They are corrupt. They have been called prophets. They have an anointing on their lives. But they lie. They are corrupt. That what she was trying to tell me. And I was arguing with her. And, and this was on the way to a conference too. God bless my heart. But now I get what she's trying to say. And I'm trying to help you guys. Listen. A lot of us think that God uses us because we're perfect. I must be doing something right. That's why God is using me. And I think that's part of the reason why people mess up in relationships. Because God used you to preach. God used you to write something. God used you in a way. And people tell you, oh, man, you blessed me by singing that song. You blessed me by what you wrote on Facebook. You blessed me by when you spoke. So the person's like, oh, okay. If God uses me in such a great way then it must mean that every decision I make must be correct. Obviously, God speaks to me. So if I see so-and-so there and I feel like that's the one I'm going to marry, it must be God. Especially if they're telling me that the Lord told them to marry me too. So, hey. And of course, you guys know how those things go there, right? No. It, it, it gives me a, a greater appreciation of the saying that God doesn't want people or use people who are because of their abilities, but their availability. Are you available? It's not about you. It's about who God is trying to help through you. So if God can use a rock, if God can use a donkey, why wouldn't he use you? I guess it makes us feel real special, doesn't it? <laughs> you know. But I'm trying to say, just because someone speaks a word that is true to you, that helps you, does not mean the person is in right standing with God at that particular time, or their lifestyle is in agreement with God at that particular time, and it's a good thing because God is trying to humble us and not feel like we're better than anybody else. Okay, so the old prophet answered, I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel said to me, by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. The Bible says, so, everybody say so. so. The man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. While they were sitting at the table, in fact, let me stop there. It's too good. Let me just kind of stop. Let me pause it a little bit. Just little things here because some of us have dealt with this or we're going to deal with this. Trust me. Remember this story when it happens. You know, because when I was dealing with this, in fact, if anybody comes around me, I say this respectfully. I know people do it out of habit. I'm not saying that everybody that's like the Lord told me this or the Lord told me that. I'm not saying they are wrong or they are off. But it's just a rule of thumb. I try to stay away from making those comments. I try to say, you know, I feel like this is what God is telling me, or even I try to stay away from that. Because guess what? If God is using you to speak to somebody, you don't have to tell them the Lord told you. They will know. They will know. In fact, they will try to interrogate you. Are you a prophet? You don't have to do all of that. So be careful when someone says, I'm a prophet, because that's what the old prophet said. He is a prophet. We know that. But if somebody has to tell you, somebody that you're already looking at as established, as prominent, and that person comes off like they want to impose. Do you know who I am? I am this and I am that. I am this and I... Now you need to pause. Just just pause. I'm not saying ignore them. 
just kind of pause a little bit. Like, okay, something is off here. I mean, I already know who you are, but why are you telling me this again? So he says, I am a prophet just like you. And the angel told me to tell you, you can come eat in my house. Now, I want you guys to notice this. When the king asked the prophet, he turned it down. But when an old prophet came, he agreed. Why? What? Why the difference? What's different here? I'm sorry. True. It's also possible because he has a connection with this guy. We are in the same industry. We are in the same field. You are where I want to go. You are more experienced. You've been doing this longer than me. Oh, I know a lot of us. Oh, my young ministers and, and, and sisters in the Lord. You people, you know, even with married people, they are married. Oh, I want to, I want to have a marriage like yours. And, and so you eat everything up that they tell you. The connection factor. Too many of us make poor decisions based on connection, not by what God reveals to you directly. He allowed what God told him directly. He allowed what somebody else said, somebody else told them to trump what God told him directly. God told him directly. He said, go in, prophesy, don't go to anybody's house, don't eat anything, and go out a different way. And he got it right with the king, but with the old prophets, he messed up. I also want you to be careful about somebody who is prominent, somebody who is renowned, chasing after you. You're like, wait a minute, this guy is all that. And they're chasing after me. Don't misunderstand me. Don't ignore it. But just wait until the other shoe drops. That's all I'm saying. Because sometimes I know God opens doors where big people might call on you and, 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 and open doors for you. That's a different scenario. But even with that, you still want to be on your toes. Because some people have ulterior motives. Because some, like I said, we live at a time where it seems like the young people are really blowing up. Millennials are blowing up. There's, there's a new flow. There's a new, there's a new wave. And a lot of old school mindsets about church and the gospel per se is some, and when I, I'm referring to old school mindsets, I'm not talking about the word and the Holy Spirit and those fundamental things. I'm not dealing with that. I'm just talking about just the ways of doing things. You know, uh, some of those things, God is not so much using those approaches anymore. And sometimes somebody who used to be relevant now is irrelevant. Now they want to connect with someone who's younger so that they can build their reputation again. Not so much because they care about the individual. They just want to exploit them and, you know, reinvent themselves under uh, by sacrificing this individual's uh, uh, reputation and stuff like that. OK, so moving right along in verse 21, um, so verse 19. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house while they were sitting at the table. Everybody say while they were sitting at the table. The word of the Lord came to the old prophet who I brought him back. Let that simmer a little bit. Some of you may probably missed it. Let me say that again. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord didn't come to the man of God. The word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. 
The word came through the guy who lied. The word came through the guy who got the young man in trouble. God did not even speak to the man of God. He spoke to the old schooler. Isn't it interesting that all of a sudden this guy's now relevant again? Now I know some of you like me are scratching my head like, God, what in the world? I mean, God, what in the world? And I think we live at a time where we're asking God, God, what in the world? I mean, what are you doing, God? The guy lied. God's ways are higher than our ways. Okay? He cried out to the man of God. The old prophet. The audacity. He cried out to the man of God. (laughs) Who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. Are you serious right now? I'm imagining I'm the guy chilling, you know, eating my steak, maybe a little broccoli here, you know. And the guy's like, Paul says the Lord. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you said the Lord told you before. Nah, nah. (laughs) Right now the Lord is telling me stuff. Is that because, (laughs) because you have defied the word of the Lord and kept, you have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord God gave him. Like, dude, you're the one who told me. Nah, none of that. He was like, you came back and ate bread. Wait a minute, you're the one who told me to come with you. Like, none of that. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. Verse 23, when the man of God had finished eating and drinking, at least God let him eat and drink. At least God gave him that luxury, you know, kind of like, kind of like Adam and Eve, let them eat first. Then we, then we deal with it later, you know what I'm saying? So, when the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back <laughs> saddled his donkey for him as he went on his way. A lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was left lying on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Some people who passed by saw the body lying there with the lion standing beside the body. And they went and reported it in the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, it is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. Are you kidding me, bro? You're the one who told him. You're the one who lied. But the old schooler knows that he messed up. Well, you're the one who made him mess up. It is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion 
which has mauled him and killed him as the word of the Lord had warned him. Wow. If you read the rest of the story, I don't hear anything happening to this old prophet. I don't hear nothing happening to him. I'm like, God, what's the deal? He was deceived. Maybe God is saying, yeah, he was, but I gave you my word. You are responsible for my word. Nobody is but you. I want you to hold my word. I don't care who it is, who they are, how many times they've preached, how popular they are. I gave you a word. Yes, I want you to be under authority. Yes, I want you to be open to correction. Yes, but don't do anything that does not line up with what I told you. Which brings me to something else. Somebody comes up and tells you something that God did not tell you. Do not accept it. You don't have to curse them out. You don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to call them out on Facebook and write a little treatise about so-and-so. You don't have to take a picture and put it on Instagram and say, you know what, so-and-so, no, 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 none of that. Just smile, but don't accept it. This young man died because he listened to somebody else. I can understand his perspective. This person knows more than I am. He's more experienced, so I'm going to follow what he says. And he paid for his life. The other guy... Nothing happened to him, at least from this story. The young guy perished. It makes me wonder how many single people, how many people are still single now because somebody said, I don't think he's the one. I don't think she's the one. Missed out on promotions and opportunities because I don't think it's for you. I prayed about it. The Lord told me this and the Lord told me that, but that's not what God told you. Not to be fair, some people don't even know what God told them. <laughs> you need to know the word for yourself. You need to know the word for yourself. The days of, of, of letting people spoon feed you, it limits your progress. We need to know, study the word for ourselves. That's what's going to make the difference. Because throughout the story, we heard the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. You need to know the word of the Lord for you. Because there are people out there that will still or cause you to miss out on who or what God has for you. And when we don't do what God tells us as sacrifices on the altar of what somebody else tells us, the lion, the roaring lion looking for whom to devour, the enemy is waiting for us. Isn't it interesting? The lion is there. The donkey is there. People is there. Lion didn't touch the people. Didn't touch the donkey, but it took out the man of God. It was like a hit. A hit. God allowed it to happen because God has made it crystal clear. This is what I want you to do. But the guy stepped out of the will of God by listening to somebody else. And he missed out on what God had for him. He lost his life. The enemy took him out. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you tonight. I've said a lot of things over the last few years about why things happen in relationships, but this is very important because you may have passed all those other tests. You're faithful, you serve the Lord, you're trusting God, you're not trying to do things everybody's way. There's another hurdle that you may need to jump. The hurdle of somebody, including Tokes or Dana, telling you, well, I don't know about that. No, 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 no. You need to go with what God placed in your heart. I believe perhaps some of you may, if you've not dealt with this already, you might just deal with this because 
I noticed that every time God tells somebody something, something pertaining to what he tells them happens. Adam and Eve, or Adam in particular, don't eat the fruit from the tree. Well, the opportunity presented itself, and he dropped the ball. Him and Eve. He told the guy, don't eat in anybody's house and go out a different way. He dropped the ball on that. So perhaps God is saying to somebody here tonight and somebody watching, be careful. Don't let anybody who claims they are from me talk you out of something that told you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.